scared of where I can really go if I just let myself be free. Greetings, welcome, hey y'all, into my peeps. Sac passe, it's her Dean Mercer. And I am on the grief mic, coming back with another amazing episode. <laughs> you know, I get excited about good episodes when people sit in their truth and declare the freedom of their soul so that they can activate purposeful living. Now, I thought Dr. J gave me butterflies, but this will make me dance in my pants. So you hear? Dancing in my pants. I really, really love what I do. I love engaging individuals to talk about their grief to get to purposeful living. Here, uh-huh. Now, before we even get into today's amazing episode, I have to let you know that... <laughs> When you listen to the podcast, I just need one favor <laughs> that you actually subscribe. Okay, two favors. <laughs> you subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Okay, now I'm really asking for three things. I know, I know. But that's how people find us. Join the Grief Crusaders community. That is on Facebook. That is my second grief announcement. Join the Grief Crusaders community on Facebook where we are really creating a community of grievers who understand the importance of going from grief to purpose and activating it by dealing with the emotions that we're told to bury, we're told to put under the rug, we're told not to deal with, and we're saying as a grief crusader, enough is enough. We're no longer burying our emotions. We are standing up to them and setting ourselves free. Yep, we're getting off the emotional hamster wheel of life and dealing with the emotions because what we know is that this life is not perfect, but the requirement of living it is. Now, mm, let me introduce, let me introduce, let me introduce to you. I am going to introduce no other than Mr. Sean Rogers. Mr. Sean Rogers is a charismatic entrepreneur. He is passionate about serving others. Since 2008, he has owned response marketing and mailing, a print fulfillment and direct mail advertising company where he helps clients grow their business. As a business owner, he realized there is some freedoms that come with being a business owner. And because Mr. Rogers is a business owner, he has the opportunity because he has his own time, he owns his own time, he gets to show up to facilitate a weekly men's forum in order to give men an opportunity to connect and share hearts and life issues with one another. I love it. Men talking about their emotions. I love it. <laughs> and as a man who understands how important it is, he's going to where they're at. He does it at the barbershops too. Mm, I know they're so good. He volunteers and helps fatherhood project by mentoring young men at the juvenile detention center. 
He helped young men's fathers facing life sentences acknowledge and accept their role and responsibilities in their children's lives. He's currently facilitating men's group held at his church, leading discussions surrounding father's wounds and pride. Mm. He is married to the beautiful, the talented, my Peter P sister, Trina. Hey, Mrs. Rogers, you doing your thing. I see the wife and it's all in you because your husband is glowing. I love it. I love it. Can continue to do what you do. They live in sunny California and they have a blended family of three adult children. In addition to leading men, Sean also with his wife, mentor premarital and newlywed couples to help them build the foundation of their marriage. They are in the process of launching. Gotta stay tuned. They are in the process of launching Steadfast Love with the Rogers. Steadfast Love with the Rogers, a semi-annual retreat for couples married less than five years. Without further ado, I got to let you know that Mr. Sean Rogers has also been featured in a documentary called Real Men Don't. Real Men Don't. Without further ado to our Men Have Emotions 2 series, let me introduce you to Mr. Rogers. Greetings, greetings. I'm super stoked today. I'm excited because I have Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. In the neighborhood because Rogers is here. <laughs> Don't get it. Don't get it. The Rogers are here. Sean Rogers, OMG. It is such a blessing to have you on the grief mic. And I have to let everyone know that behind every great man, I'm telling you, is standing a wonderful woman who I What's drive. Up? Yes, who I drive crazy whenever we text is my Peter P sister, Trina. <laughs> Yeah, Trina. That's why I said Team Rogers. Team Rogers is in the house. Team Rogers is in the house. You representing for the house today, huh? All the time. I tried to, but she ain't here. I got to. I got to knock the doors down. Listen. My dear brother, I'm so excited yeah. about having you on the grief mic because I know you're going to bring it. I'm going to bring something. I'm going to try to bring something. If Not I don't bring try. anything, I'm going to bring the truth. I, come on now. I'm going to bring the truth. That's what we're going to talk about today. Yes. That's, yes. You know, we don't do nothing on the grief mic if it ain't the truth. Right. Because you yeah. know, the truth will set you free. <laughs> Keep it 100. <laughs> Keeping it one, keeping one now, now, Mister. Keeping it one hundred. What is your truth? I'm a, I'm a man. Of, I'm a man of God. I have struggled the uh, of who I am for a long time. I struggled um, not just being black, but just being, just being like truthful to myself. Mm. Scared of where I can really go if I just let myself be free. Mm. Yes, just uh, and, and, and scared of success. 
We're scared of success. I got chills. I got chills. <laughs> so that's where, yeah, I was scared. I, every time I had a chance to get somewhere, or, or I would find a way to crumble it. We'll find a way to crumble it quickly. Let's, let's unpack that. Okay. Like, what is the first thing that you can go back and remember? Like, when you look back and do that life review and say, man, I messed that up. Woo. <laughs> Actually, it, 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 it started um, when I was in junior high. I kind of got scared then. I was in junior high, and I never get forget this. My mom was alive, and I had, I was, we were at school. I was at school. And one of my best friends was named Ethan. Well, one of my best friends was named Ethan. And cool little Jewish guy. I used to spend the night at his house. Me and his brother was best friends. He was the little brother. But anyway, I spent the night at their house, and they spent the night at mine's. Mm -hmm. Long story short, we was at class one day. I think the fourth grade, fifth grade, fourth grade. Maybe no, fifth. And so the teacher called him stupid and dumb. Mm -hmm. And it really hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. So we went on break and I told everybody, hey, don't go to class. Do not go to class after uh, the break is over. We go sit down. The teacher is wrong and they called him stupid. We're not going to class. So didn't nobody go to class. They had to call my mother to come up there. And I thought I was going to be in seriously trouble. Mm -hmm. And she said, why are they not going to class? So they, I guess, told her. She comes up there. Everybody is, and I still wouldn't like not bow down. I was like, no, don't, because my mother here don't mean nothing. I know I'm gonna get a whooping, so I might as well go take it now. So when it when it all boils down, my mom tells me to that, tell them to go to class, so everybody go. And let me tell you something: it was not just like ten students. This was like seventy-five to hundred students that did not go to class that day. Wow. So when I got in the car. I'm thinking I'm gonna get in trouble. And then I just hear my, my mom praying like, Lord, please don't let them kill my son for him being an activist or being mm -hmm. a, a leader of this and a leader of that. And when I heard that prayer, mm -hmm. it's, it, scared, it scared me. So ever since then, I just, I had kind of pulled back of who I truly should have been or truly, and I'm not, let me just get it. I'm I'm comfortable who I am now. I'm comfortable in my skin now. Mm -hmm. But from years, it took a while to for me to to get there. So you were advocating at a very young age, and you had such a presence about you that literally sixty to seventy five kids protested by not going to class because you knew <laughs> the statement of that teacher was wrong. Right. But it was your mother's prayer <laughs> who said, oh, shoot, if she praying to God that I don't die, this gift in me, I got to silence it. Right. And so you silenced it. And I did. I, and, well, let me, let me go on. Um, in high school, I, was, I played every sport that you can name in high school, football, basketball, and I did baseball for a while, and I did track for my senior year. Uh, but in football, you know, every year they did MVP, and that was cool. But every year I got most inspirational. Every year my team voted me most inspirational. Because, like I said, I love.
of I love people. My mom, listen, my house, my mama house was everybody's house. Everybody was always at my house. I mean, you get, I, we was the only one that had a basketball court. To this day, people are telling me, man, I miss being in the old neighborhood because we was all at your house. Everybody come in, my mama fed everybody. We played games all day. It was always at my house. I mean, everything. A lot of my fights wasn't even my fights. It was somebody else because, I, like I said, I just love people. And I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to do what I can to take care of you. That's how I've always been. But like I said, I've always been scared of what I can do. I was always scared of what I can accomplish. Because, one, I was scared of what they're going to say about me. Because I got told a friend of mine, I would ask him if he remember, people used to tease me how I talked. Because I hang with certain people and they talk proper. Mm -hmm. A proper image. Mm -hmm. And I used to get teased on how you, man, why do you talk like that? And so, I don't know, you, you want to get real with this? Yes. So, I got rebellious of that. Mm -hmm. and, and got to a point where after high school, I got more rebellious of it. I think after my grandfather had died, uh, we talking about grieving off that. I mean, when my grandfather died, that was like my soul. That was my dad. My real dad wasn't really around at the time, so it was my grandfather. My grandfather showed me, my uncles too, and every showed me how to be a man. I mean, always work, always be respectful, just the right things, the right tools. But once I got out of high school, and came, like I said, he kind of passed, I went into the resentment stage where mm -hmm. I resented everybody. I resented my mom. I resented everybody. My grandmother, I got, I got really like, I mean, mad. I was mad at God. Mm -hmm. I was mad at people. I was mad at the people around me because, like, everybody knew my grandfather, but they got over that real quick. Like, oh, we good. I mean, they went back to themselves. Mm -hmm. But I got stuck. I got stuck when he when he passed. I got stuck. I couldn't get out. I was in a, I was in that bubble, and I, and I couldn't find my way out. I got mad. I had to prove that I can be a thug. I can I had to prove I can be, you know, I, I had to prove stuff that who I was not. Mm. Of who I was not. And mm. I start trying to prove it. I start hanging out with the with with just the streets that that wasn't never me. I just, I just, I lost who Sean Lamont Rogers was. I start to be a big dog or the street names or little pokey and all that. I start being. Somebody I, I truly did not, I was like, and, and people to this day will tell you right now, they'll be like, I never seen that coming out of you. I did not see, because I, 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 I headed right into destruction. I ran into more brick walls than I ever, I mean, and what was crazy about it, Doc, what was so crazy about it, I thought I was hitting different brick walls. I was hitting the same dang brick wall. Ain't mm. nothing changed. Didn't nothing change. And that's the cycle. It's like a grief. Well, yeah. people don't understand if you don't deal with your heartache. Ooh, if you do not deal with your heartache, it will have you going in a cycle over and over and over again until you stop and say, wait a minute. Right. What is going on? What are these emotions that I need to deal with? Because guess what, baby? At the end of the day, if you don't decide to deal with your heartbreak and your emotions, it will deal with you, period. Yes. yes. 
period. Period. It will take over your life. It's almost, listen, you know how they always say you need to forgive the person who did something to you? Mm-hmm. And, and that's, and that's, and then I'll tell everybody that is definitely true. But if you never, ever forgive yourself, you don't, you, if you don't forgive yourself, you don't deal with the, with the hurt and the pain that you've been going through because you ain't even got your, forgave yourself. Mm-hmm. You ain't dealt with none of the pains. You ain't dealt, you just, well, let me sweep this one under the rug real quick. Mm-hmm. And not knowing under that rug, it, it, if somebody trip over it, Ooh. you're going to be all the dust and the skeletons. Yep. Yep. You're running away from it, not knowing that it's been under you this whole time. The whole time. You're carrying it you with can't you. Smoke your, you can't smoke all the joints in the world. You can't drink it away. There's nothing you can do. Because once it's all over, once that smoke, it's, you can look back and you be like, Dang, this thing is still behind me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And tugging me back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was tugging me back every time. Every time I'd be like, okay, here I go. I got it now. Mm-hmm. I got it now. Start running. And it tugged me back. Yeah. It tugged me back. Because I wasn't dealing with it. Mm-hmm. You, were pacifying it. you were pacifying it. Pacifying. You were pacifying your emotions. And it was showing yes. up as a mask of, I'm going to be a thug now, you know. You know, I'm yeah. gonna be a thug, but you were you kept, like you said, you kept hitting the wall. You kept hitting kept the wall. Hitting. But you know what? In this this month's series, in the whole entire month of June, I've been featuring men. Men have emotions too. Yes. Right? Yes. Men have emotions too. So what I want to ask you, Sean, is looking back at that first heartbreak of your grandfather's death. Now, in the I feel statement, you're going to say it like, I felt this. If you can do a life review and go back to that little boy that realized that his grandfather is now deceased and there were some emotions coming up, what would that statement be? I felt felt abandoned, abandoned again. Um... With that with being said, like I said, my, me and my father really at that time didn't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, my, it was my grandfather. And um, <laughs> yeah, my grandfather. And then I had an Uncle William that was like my like like a part of me too. That he was a masonary, very beautiful man. You should have never, I mean, this dude should have been a man of cloth. This man was just a statue. And I, and I seen how he come home from working every day, and my grandfather too, and they get in a suit, dress, take a bath and get in their suit. I mean, just men of, I mean, just strong men. When he left me, when he left, I felt alone again. I felt alone. I felt I didn't have, I didn't have that protection. Mm-hmm. I didn't have somebody I can go talk to. Listen, me and my mom is like, was, I mean, tight. I love her. That was my girl, like my sister. But she couldn't teach me how to be a man. Mm. She could teach me how to be a gentleman, teach me the right steps to get to to be a man. But you need a man to teach you how to be a man. And when he was gone, I I, I lost. Like I said, I I felt abandoned, and I I felt like okay, Lord, you you, you already my dad don't come around. Uh, now you took my grandfather. You already took my uncle years ago before that. So who do where do I where so where do I go? What 
what, what's my next? You know what I mean? So how do I get over here by myself? And, and never thought about like relying on the creator itself. I got mad. Mm. I got mad. And I was like, and I never, like I said, we've been, I mean, my parents took my mother always had me in church. My grandmother always had me in church. But at that time, I, I just, I was, I was, and then, you know, what? It was, it's funny because I had talked to a psychiatrist one time and she said, have you ever cried? I was like, nah. And then, then that's when I got it. It's like, I never shared, shed a tear to release. You know, crying is releasing sometimes. And so I never released. So, um, and it, and it, and it, and it, and it horners anger, sadness, bitterness. It, it, it horners everything. Like I said, I, I, you, you can say hi to me wrong and I didn't know it and I would let you have it. Mm. I would, cause I, like I said, I harness everything. I mean, my mother told me when, when, I, when I got back to myself, she said, I, I hated being around you. I hated talking to you because you were so defensive and so angry. Mm -hmm. And and, 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 it, and some of it came with father wounds, my father not being there. That was father wounds that I never even dealt with. Thought I had that under control. That was another thing I swept under the rug is having that father wound, him not being there. But he finally came around and that helped. But through the process, through this process, uh, great men have been around me through my pastor. I start talking more. I start releasing. Uh, we talked before, like my mother had passed. I mean, I I I didn't have deaths. A lot of deaths in 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 these last like years. I think what was that, 2015, when my mom passed. Right after she passed, like my auntie passed. No, mm -hmm. 20. Excuse me. My mom passed. 24 hours later, my auntie passed. Ooh. It was like, they were like, you know, they were best friends. So I felt like, me and my cousin felt like my mom said to my auntie, but she was dealing with cancer and everything else. Mm -hmm. And my mom's like, hey, it's it's all right up here or whatever, mm -hmm. and brought her home. So right after that, every what, every month for seven months, I had somebody die close to me. Just crazy stuff. When I start releasing the tears, when I start to cry, I start coming out of some things. I start realizing you're just not crying just for your mama. You're crying because your grandfather. You're crying for past hurt. You're crying for what happened in your life, how you got stagnated. you crying. And I cried for two or three days now. because It was finally just coming out. It was finally coming out. And 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 like I said, it just—I'm like, wow, was I holding all this crap in me? Mm. And, and, and yes, I was. I hold—I was holding a lot, a lot. Like that's one of the things I told you. I couldn't even get close to my wife because I was holding a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Me and my kids. I mean, I, we got good relationships. But a lot of it, I want affection to here recently. I mean, mm -hmm. now some years, but recently, I mean, yeah, years ago. But at first, oh, I wouldn't give you a hug. I don't want no hug. I don't need you to hug me. I don't want no, you know. So, oh, dealing with emotions 
If you don't deal with them, it'll kill you. It's, it's, emotions will lead on to stress, and stress will lead on to the other stuff. The bitterness, of, all ooh, kinds ooh. of stuff. Ooh. And but you know what? You feel it, right? Yeah. And your only outlet that's a temporary outlet, can I say? Temporary is probably cussing somebody out. Right. Right? You feel right. good for 15 seconds. Real quick. Right? And then 20 ah. minutes later, you're like, damn, I messed yep. up. And I regret, I, it's a lot. I, you know, it, 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 I have said sorry to a lot of people. I have said sorry to a lot of people. And, and, and the crazy thing is, the ones who's close to you kind of mm -hmm. know what you're going through. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they kind of, but then it's funny because the old dudes told me one day, the one that's close to you is the ones who go back all the way up. The ones who's not is the ones who's going to reach a hand and try to pull you out of it. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was strangers that was pulling me out of this fire. And what did it look like pulling you out of the fire? Did you resist or you knew it was time? I knew it was time. I knew it was time. And I'm going to tell you why I knew it was time. Mm -hmm. and, and I haven't told this to a lot. A lot of people don't know, but I'm going to be like I said. Oh, I'm getting, I'm, getting, I'm getting an exclusive. Yeah, you're getting an exclusive. Sometimes, you, you know, you got, like you said, the truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. So in the times that I, that, in, that, in that time that I was going through some things, I got caught up in some just, People I didn't shouldn't have, but I ended up going to jail. Mm. I ended up going to jail in Oklahoma City. And let me tell you, never been in no trouble, never had a record, never did nothing. Mm -hmm. And these people gave me 90 years. 90 years? 90 years for drug possession. Mm -hmm. Never been in no trouble, didn't kill nobody. Nothing. They gave me 90 years. In all actuality, we was I was just talking about this. In all actuality, this happened in way in 89, 89. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I have been blessed. Let me tell you, and when you say what was the wake up call, it was that I was like, okay. And it took me a while for a minute. And I was like, okay, I got to get myself right. Even at, at, during the time I never even thought I was going to be at home. Cause they was gonna make me do 24 years of that before I even see any type of parole. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you what the grace of God is. Let me Come tell on, you let's how, talk about the grace. Let me let's tell you talk how about God, the grace. Yeah, let let's talk how, about the grace. Let's talk about the grace. There yeah. is nothing like the grace of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about the grace of God. Uh -huh. So. My God made me, my God took me and said, okay, are you ready? And, and I'm like, no, I'm, Lord, I'm here. So what can I do? I'm, and he, 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 he put me in, the, like I said, strangers, strangers, people I did not know. Was like, dude, you got a gift. They will, come on, man. We gonna work with you old school. So we gonna work with you. Start talking to this lady that was in the facility named Dr. Kenner, but never forget her. I start sitting down with her. She like, wait a minute, what? Oh no, we got something to do, come on. So what I did, I started programs in there, one called Alliance, Brotherhood Alliance, and I can't think of it, it's been years now, Brotherhood Alliance and another group. 
one of the groups was taking the uh, uh, anger that was in the penitentiaries and dissolving, getting getting them fixed, and you know taking the white and blacks and whatever and making us friends so we can do things. Then we started another program that we were talking to youngsters and everything else. Listen, we got so good, they was taking us out of the penitentiary and then taking us to high school to talk to the high school kids. Come on, somebody talk about grief to purpose. Come yes. on, somebody talk so. about grief to purpose. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When you decide that you're going to get off that hamster wheel of grief, and you decide that, because you know what? God comes to us in a whisper, right? But in sometimes well, when we don't listen, he bring the storm. Girl, let me tell you. The storm so, that we I, have you. He me, he's like, you go to work, son. I'm like, okay. And we went to work. I'll never forget it. These two ladies came came, and said, oh, we, we, we getting you up out of here. You don't need to be in here. I'm like, huh? I've been, listen, <laughs> listen, I've been dealing with lawyers this, how you, don't worry about it. Next thing I know, dude, my uh, warrant came and said, asked me, why are you in here? We see you didn't went to college, this, this, this. I said, man, I lost my soul and lost my way. So right after that, about maybe two years later, they gave me, they moved my parole date <laughs> from 2000, 16 all the way down to what was that 1999 before 2000 all the way down and i'm i've been home ever since talk about the grace of jesus grace. let's talk about the grace, the grace of jesus the grace i love that exclusive so i know well my family knows but there's some other people but i start like i said it, it, it's it's time to release everything so I can let people know and let men know it's okay you made a mistake because now, like I said, my wife did, I told you uh, some weeks ago, listen, because of the grace of God and because who I changed to be and changed who I knew who, who I was, mm -hmm. understanding who my identity was, mm -hmm. understanding to, to, that blueprint on the who, why, you know, now being home, I, didn't, I got a house built, got a lovely wife, you know, now my kids and we all like, we all in a family together. So listen, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay you get knocked down. It's how you get up. But like you said, it's how you deal with your grief. Cause sometimes you don't have to go through what I went through to get there. So, but but we gotta tell the people, but you gotta deal with the grief. Mm -hmm. You gotta deal with that grief. You gotta deal with it. You gotta sit down with it. You gotta get face to face with it. You gotta face to face. Come on, put on your big boy boots. And you gotta get down. You have to. It's gonna hurt. It's Don't gonna it? Hurt. It hurts. Oh. Oh. It, let me tell you. And in sitting in my truth, some of my darkest days, I felt like my heart was going to break. And I will plead with God, just please don't allow my eyes to open. Just please don't allow my eyes to open. I don't think I can take right. it anymore. <laughs> right. I don't think I can take another bad phone call. I don't think I can take another bad letter. I don't think I can handle it. I probably would be better six feet under. Mm. 
than trying to deal with what I was dealing with in that season. But when I decided enough was enough, right, and I was gonna sit in that truth, right, I was gonna anchor down in that truth and see a therapist, talk to my husband, tap in with my family, and I told God, all right, God, I want to do right. I want to live out my purpose. Just send the people to teach me. And just send the people to teach me. I will never ask you again to take my life. Right. Talk to me. So now you got to tell me, what was it like sitting in that cell and now having to deal with all your emotions because you ain't <laughs> you got time now right right come on now you got right. time now right I, and listen whatever that cell eight by eight i kept trying to run away from it in an eight by eight cell come on let's talk about it in the eight by cell i kept trying to oh no wait a minute duck from and then finally like i said finally old school just had, like had told me he said and I told him, I said, man, I don't listen. I'm good right now. I don't want to change. Let me be. I'm pissed. I'm mad at the world. He said, brother, you got a gift. You got a gift. So why would you throw all that away? God, God didn't bless you with some gifts. He said, you got old people older than you listening to you. So why are you throwing this away? So I never forget. I called home. I talked to my mama. And she said, so are you, so we talking and she said, so are you ready to wake up? Hmm. Are you ready to go do the work that you need to do? So, and I never forget this. She said, remember this, and I'm not saying go be a better criminal, none of that type of stuff, but you're in a university of all universities. Learn everything in there. Learn everything. And I'm like, what did that mean? So, but at that time, I am in a university because I got books. I got things to read now. I got to, I can sit down. There's no distractions. There's no distractions. So I stopped running from it. I just sat down. And I said, well, go ahead, God. I'm done. I'm done. I stripped myself clean. And I let him, allow him to do what he wanted to do. You surrendered. I surrendered. I'm done. I said, God, I, I, I can't. And then I just looked, and I looked, and I said, there's no way, in, can I say it here? Yes, we tell the truth in here about these emotions. That I, I'm living like this. There's no way. There's no way. You, you woke up. There's no way. And then it was crazy about it. My mama was like, oh, you coming home? Because everybody thought when I had that time, oh, he ain't never coming home. He ain't never coming home. When I start talking to my mama, I start, listen, when I start talking to her, really talking to her, not just playing a game, making things sound good. When she start hearing my heart, she's like, oh, you be home in a little while. That's why I tell people, examine that heart. Now, brother, tell me what it was like when you had to examine that heart. Woo. It, it took layers. It was like layers after layers, like, Oh, well, you didn't deal with this. So let's deal with it. Ooh. Let's deal with it. So I dealt with it. I, I, like I said, it was things that I had to 
Like, okay. And like you said, there was people I needed to talk to. Like I said, thank you, God, for having a psychiatrist at that place. So I'm going there and talk to her. And wasn't at first I was like, oh man, I ain't gonna see no psychiatrist. But I said, no, we need to. And then when she started talking to her and pointing things out, like, oh no, don't deal with that one yet. You need to deal with this first. Because if you unlock this, you probably unlock the other two other uh, locks on the, that's holding you back. And I'm like, and it was, it was once I uh, kind of peeled that layer and dealt with it, like everything else became more easier. And everything became a little bit more easier to understand it because I didn't have no understanding. I was clueless. I was lost. I forgot who Sean, remember? I, I've been big dog so long, that's who I thought I was. And I always had to bark. I always had, I always had to fight. No, my voice, my voice is the trumpet. My voice is the trumpet of God. And I had to allow him to peel the layers and just deal with it. And I dealt. Every day was a different day in a new layer that I had to peel off. Every day. And, and, and like I said, now, but, and then, oh, so let's go, let's jump forward real quick. So after all that, or, or however you want to do it, but after that, my mom, well, I got home, I've been home, I'm home now. Like I said, my mom now been gone four years, five years. And and then I had to redeal with grief. Cause like I told you, that was my that was my rock. That was my soldier. That was my heartbeat. And, and I, I I felt myself getting back in my shell. Cause remember, this is my this is my grandfather's daughter. Mm -hmm. So she rides like so I felt myself getting back into that darkness again. And now I'm married and everything else. And and, and me and my wife ain't really talking. And I'm like, okay. Hold up, hold up. My wife's like, oh, you need to deal with grief. And I'm like, I got it. I'm good. Mm -hmm. But I heard start hearing my tone with my wife. And I was like, uh-oh. So I went to a class. It was cool. When I heard this lady said she's still been dealing with her grief for 22 years with her husband passing away, I said, oh, my God. I'd be damned if I go through that again for another five or six years. So I started dealing with that real quick again. <laughs> I had to deal with that hard again, though. I had to deal with that. I had to, I had to let I had to allow God, instead of me healing myself, I had to allow God to do the healing. Mm -hmm. I had to move away again and allow God to do my healing. I had to like God and, and, and it'd be days I might be with friends and, and everything. And God say, cry right now. <laughs> cry right now. And I just cried. And my boys be looking at me like, and they, and they already know. They come and hug me. It's all right. And so I just, so I, I dealt with it. I had to, so I dealt with that in a different way. But I did now. Like I said, I allow God to do what he do instead of me trying to be in the way of blocking him. Because I'm good at blocking God. Mm -hmm. And most men is. We're good at blocking God. We're good at, uh, uh-uh, no, I don't need that blessing. I don't need this one. We good to put up forces and, and not dealing with what's been, what's been, what's been, what got us in the, here, what got us. So to the men that are listening, to the grief crusader men who are listening, what advice would you give them? Deal with it. Stop running away from it. 
find find somebody that that you trust and you love that you can just it, listen. Learn how to cry. Learn how to cry because you know one of the things with black men, we haven't ever seen our daddies and our papas, our grandpas, our uncles cry. They stood up, but look at their lifespans too. They didn't live to over 50, I mean, 70 years old. You know what I mean? Why? Because they was dealing with the, all that stress. So please, learn how to cry. Learn how to get rid of that that, that, that was bothering you, was eating your soul, was eating your... Talk to somebody. I'm not, Go to your pastor. Go to your best friend. Whoever you can trust. And it might be your wife. It, 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 somebody who you... But you got to deal with it. Because if you don't, you're not going to be the... You're blocking everything that God wants you to do. You're missing your purpose. You're missing your calling. There's pastors that I know that can be great pastors, but they're still hurting on something, and they can't even release the release God truly has in them because they haven't dealt with none of their pains or angers or their losses or anything, and they just horn us in. And they can be dynamic speakers, dynamic, but they... If you're holding all that in, you're just giving people pieces of the greatness who you can be. So guess what happens? The people that you're trying to talk to, now they can only be a pieces of who they are. And people see, people see, we're very aware. So that's why I said sometimes I love to say, keep it real, keep it 100. Because when you do that, more people start keeping it real, keeping it run 100. So... I love, I love your journey of going through your grief and now you're doing purposeful living work. I want to know, you've gone through the anchors where I teach them the freedom of telling the truth, examine the heart, find, there's power in community, the connection anchor. We talked about faith, how you were mad at God, and then now you're anchoring down in him and you've surrendered, right? So right. now, Sean Rogers... Mr. Sean Rogers, making it great in the neighborhood. What does restoration look like for you? Woo! Restoration. Wow. How do we get into that one? We get into that one because restoration is that place that tells you that God brings you the peace. Do you hear me? Yeah. uh... Peace. That original piece that he wanted all of us all oh, to have. Oh, man. It, it, it's, for me, I, I mean, because we could go, we could take this a, lo- a lot of places. But for me, you know, I, I have never, God has done so much for me. Um, whew. If, it, if it wasn't for him, I, I wouldn't be standing t- right here, right now, giving people he has humbled my heart so, I, I mean, my peace is, I, I can go to sleep now at night without, you know, with, hey, with, I, I don't know how to even, it's, <laughs> this one is one of my hardest ones right here. Because uh, uh-huh. especially these last couple of years, I have, the, the, I have been so humbled. Mm. Um, just, by me and my wife's relationship, because that's something like I told you earlier. I, I can I can I can tear down success real quick. Mm-hmm. 
And 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 I knew I could be successful with my wife because she's a she's a great woman. But if you're pulling me too hard, I can get I can get. But God has humbled me like like dude. So you go start running away again. So He has humbled me to understand who is for me. My wife is for me. My kids, you know what I mean. He has humbled me. I can see is there's no fog. There's no cloudiness right now. There's nothing I can see. Even with what's going on with with the the the, the pandemic and and being and being sheltered in my house, God was like, "Oh, I needed you to do that. That was just because I needed to rest in Him. I needed to settle down again in Him. Restrategize my life. Restrategize our marriage. Restrategize." What we're going to do, our next going to be. We had to re-strategize our, our, our love for each other. We had to re-strategize what oneness is. We had to re-strategize the dynamic of what love, what we can do, what how how we can bring people together. So the rest of God is 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 just I'm 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 comfortable now. I'm I'm comfortable. I'm good, and I'm telling men, listen. Please get this way, because if you get this way, we can be the, the dynamic figures who we need to be in our marriage, to, in our relationships with our kids, in our re in relationships at work, or the greatness that God is calling you to be. But you got, you got to sit down, and you got to deal with it. You have to deal with it. So, so true. So, so true. This is so good. You know, but with every good thing, we have to have an ending. I, <laughs> you know, I can talk to you forever. Right, we can talk because you know, day. you you know, y'all are on the Couples <laughs> Council podcast with my husband and myself. Hey, honey, Dr. Jameson Mercia, and we had an amazing episode. I really do think you should go check out the Couples Council and hear the episode of Mrs. Trina Rogers and Mr. Sean Rogers. Done. Bring the house down. We had to make it a two-part series. <laughs> Never happened for not one guest. It was so good i go tell go 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 after you rate this podcast and subscribe and leave a comment go and listen to that but what i want to tell you before we end out sean mr rogers i'm gonna ask you three questions right okay and I hope they, I can answer them. you will you will <laughs> they are pearls of wisdom pow pow pearls of wisdom pow. um questions and the very first one is what have you learned about yourself since redefining the grief in your life? I'm dynamic. I am dynamic. And not scared. And not scared of what God has informed me no more. I am dynamic. Mm, I got chills. Because <laughs> I can see your face and you're like, yeah, I'm dynamic. I am dynamic. The little boy in you rose up to meet the man that you were meant to be. Come on, somebody. And, and, and understand this, people. Sometimes you got to get to the process. You had to go through. I had to go through. I had to go through the trials and tribulations. So yes. Yes. To get yes. to where I need to be, right? Now you know we all gonna come to a day where God calls us home, right? Mm -hmm. But if you had the opportunity to know it was your last day. 
and you were only given the opportunity to say five words or less, what were your last words be? <laughs> it wouldn't be. <laughs> um, if I had my last words. Five words or less. Five words be? or less. Love. And what I want to say about love is um, one of my prayers is always, God, teach me how to love like you love. So I would, I would say to people, love. Get out of this racist stuff and everything. Love. Just love. I mean, and, 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 and take it. Just love. That's, all, that's one word. Love. Just love. And love yourself. Love yourself. Get we get lost in that. Love yourself, because it's easy to love somebody else, but love yourself. Mm, this is good. And the last pow question is: During your dark times, see, I love to sing. <laughs> I love to sing. It's so beautiful. You should see me. Like when it's a really really nice day, and I'm on my high of being just right. so happy. I'm on my bike. My neighbors hear me. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Would you be mine? <laughs> That's me, right? Right. I know the power of music, right? During your dark days, what song gets you through? Oh, uh, um, it's by, uh, is by uh, oh, what's his name? What's that little bitty? Uh, Kirk Franklin and T.D. Jakes. Mm -hmm. I can't think of the song, but it's with Kirk Franklin and and, and T.D. Jake is talking to Kirk Franklin. And I mean, give he's us like, a tune. Give us a tune. Give us. He's like, son. T.D. Jake, tell him, son, you don't know what I've been through. I've been through the. I've been through the fire too, because he was like, you're T.D. Jake. How are you going through this fire? And you don't know nothing what I'm going through. T.D. Jake was like, son, I've been through things you don't know I've been through. I've been through the fire. I've been through. And that song right there, because sometimes we forget, because that person is looks better than us. We don't know what type of walk they walking. And you don't, and we, we judge. And, and T.D. Jake hits him with that, like, I done walked through the fire too, son. And I love that song. If I, ooh, I wish I could find that. You song. have to find that song, and you got to text me to keep reminding you that you are his son, and don't you ever forget it. Right. Yes, but thank you for this opportunity too. I, I love. Thank you for this platform because men need to hear men. Mm-hmm. Men need to hear men who's going through, has went through struggles. All of us, like I said, we look at, we might have a suit on, but we've been through the struggle too. So men need to hear men. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just thank you so much of being an example of how liberating tears can be. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. Thank, thank God. God. Thank you for being on the Redefining Grief Mind.
week. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a guest on the Redefining Grief Mike with her Dean Mercier. I so appreciate you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your love, for being raw and being who you are. Thank you. Thank you. Woo! Mind-blowing pearls of wisdom, holding on to my pearls type experience. When I tell you Sean did his thing and rung down the house with his pearls of wisdom, all I can shout is pow, 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 pow. Yep. You heard it here first on the Redefining Grief podcast. I'm super excited. And, you know, we had to do some research and I had to let you know the song that Sean was talking about. It is called Kirk Franklin and Pastor T.D. Jakes 911. We will add that to the show notes, play it, listen to it, because that's the song that has gotten him through some of his dark days. When I tell you who brought the wisdom, he really did. You may have to listen to it. I mean, listen to it more than once because sometimes you have to take such powerful things and bite it little bits at a time so we can really penetrate your heart and talk to your spirit so you can go from a place of grief to purpose. Yep. Grief to purpose. That's what we want to happen for you. It's another episode final. Yes. <laughs> the Men Have Emotions 2 series is coming to an end. And I loved every moment. Have an amazing day. <laughs> and remember, keep breathing. <laughs>